This is Sid's Sports Session, Episode 14, The Bubble. We will get into the NBA, being in Florida, and all the things pertaining to the bubble. And then we'll also discuss the latest NFL news, the long-term contracts that were signed, and some of the old faces and new places, how all of these moves will impact the NFL, how things will play out next year because of some of these big moves that were made. Welcome back to Sid Sports Session. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and many more. The NBA bubble is right around the corner. We're in July. We're less than two weeks away. And things are getting very exciting. Players have showed up to Florida. Practices have started. Scrimmages will start soon. And then come July 30th, we'll have NBA action. It's a very exciting time if you're a basketball fan. Um, Sadly, there has been more coronavirus cases for some of the players. Um, Russell Westbrook, he'll be a late add to the bubble. Um, we have a lot of players that opted out of going to the bubble just for family issues or just for, you know, the benefit of their self. Um, and then you had a lot of players that waited to the last minute to decide to actually enter the bubble. But all in all, I feel like it'll still be a pretty competitive tournament, to say the least. Um, the Lakers added a player in J.R. Smith that I think will be a good substitution for Avery Bradley while he's sitting at home with his family. Um, Of course, Dwight Howard's coming, so I think that's a great, great addition for the Lakers. And a lot of people forget that Deion Waiters also was added to the roster right before the season was suspended. And for the Clippers, um, they actually signed um, a center former Bulls center. Joakim Noah, like I said, was added to the Clippers, which I think definitely is going to add some benefit when they go against some of these bigger teams like the Lakers. But um, I definitely think this break will benefit the Clippers because you got Kawhi. He's fresh. He was definitely had an injury before um, the season started, so giving him more time. To get more healthier is definitely a benefit for them. And for them to actually mesh, I think um, these practices and these scrimmages will definitely help them in the long run because they still were a new team, unlike the Lakers, which they have been together. Some of them have been together for at least a year. And some of them played together in um, Olympics and All-Star games. But here with the Clippers, it was fairly a new nucleus that they put together so them having this time together to grow I think it definitely will benefit them and we'll see how it all plays out when they have that first game in the bubble on Thursday July 30th against the Lakers it's going to be a very great game and it may end up being the Western Conference Finals and also on July 30th the Jazz will play the Pelicans in the bubble That'll actually be the 5.30 game, and then the 8 p.m. game will be the L.A. versus L.A. game. And then we have a slate of games on Friday, July 31st. We have the Magic versus the Nets, the Grizzlies versus the Trailblazers, 
the Suns versus the Wizards, the Celtics versus the Bucks, the Kings versus the Spurs, and the Rockets versus the Mavericks. And like I said, the Rockets are going to be a few weeks without Westbrook due to him catching the coronavirus. Um, I think they'll still pretty much win half, at least half of the games that they have leading up to him coming back. But he's definitely a big piece in what they are trying to accomplish there in Florida. It's been very interesting, to say the least, to see how players are adjusting to the bubble. Um, they're very restricted on what they can do and what they can bring into the bubble. Uh, we've seen players talk about a snitch hotline, to say the least, and we've seen players get stuck where they have to quarantine for going to get their postmates food. Um, we've seen J.R. Smith post things that weren't the best foods that you think NBA players would be eating in the bubble. You would think it would be more luxury. Um, you've heard players complain that LeBron's probably um, getting taken care of a little more than everybody else, of course. When you're the king, that's how things go, and people hate on it. But all in all, I, I think it definitely has like an AAU feel to it. Um, everybody's on the same campus. You really can't leave the campus unless it's like a family emergency or you have the actual virus. In the NFL, a lot of players have extended their contracts to long-term deals. We've had a lot of old faces in new places. And let's just dig into a lot of these transactions and moves and how they will impact the teams going into this new season. First off, I would like to start off with Patrick Mahomes signing an all-time $500 million deal, 10 years to stay with Kansas City, which he just won them their first Super Bowl in over 50 years. Huge deal. Biggest deal. Everybody knew it was coming. Super proud of him. Happy for him. He's a great guy and the face of the NFL. And, of course, you had Derrick Henry finally getting that long-term deal with the Titans instead of going on a um, franchise tag. A lot of people did think he was a little underpaid on that $50 million four-year deal with only $25 million guaranteed, especially for all the snaps that he had and how much he contributed to that team going to the AFC Championship. Um, and you also, of course, had Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You had Jameis going to be a backup for the Saints. And a whole ton of other different moves. You had Deck Prescott getting franchise tag. Him and Jerry did not come up with a deal that he's wanting. I'm guessing Dak's wanting to be in the $40 million a year range. And I'm guessing Jerry's saying, no, I want you in the 30s. Um, but that'll be interesting to see how that goes into the season. We had Hunter Henry get franchise tag for the Chargers. The Chiefs signed Jones to a long-term extension. So all in all, there's a lot of money going around in the NFL right now. A lot of players getting shuffled around. And one of the most surprising moves for me was Cam Newton getting picked up by the New England Patriots on a one-year deal. Um, I think that was one of the biggest moves of the offseason, next to Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and going to Tampa Bay. I do think um, Cam Newton will really work with the Patriots. Um, it's going to be a little different and a little odd to see, but if you think about it, 
You got Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all times. You got Josh McDaniels, one of the best offensive coordinators of all time. And then you have a very athletic former MVP from not long ago and a Cam Newton playing on the same side of the ball together. And I and they still have Julian Edelman and Mohamed Sanu and you know, they signed a picked up a few tight ends in the draft and they still have James White and Sony Michelle. So all in all the Patriots actually look pretty good to me on offense. And that defense didn't lose much. So I think um, if Josh McDaniels can go into the playbook and dig up some of the plays he had in for Tebow when he was the coach for Denver Broncos, and uh, Belichick can put his little spin on a few things, and Cam Newton can just go out there and play like we know he's capable of playing, I can see them definitely winning that division and going deep in the playoffs with Cam Newton. Now, will he be there for the long term? I think that comes down to how well he plays this year and how he is in the locker room, on and off the field. Uh, but I do think he still has something to prove, and I do think he will have a successful season in New England. All in all, um, the team that I think definitely benefited from free agency and uh, some of these latest moves around the NFL with signing some of these players to long-term deals and picking up players, I would say... The Chiefs, definitely. Um, they're Super Bowl champions. Uh, they definitely secured their future at quarterback with uh, signing Patrick Mahomes to that 10-year massive deal. It's a 10-year deal. I can't believe they did 10 years. I thought they would do maybe six. But the guys did 10 years, and um, if you think about it, I know he'll definitely play out at least half of that contract. And if I wouldn't be surprised if he did the full 10 years. Um he doesn't have to run a lot, so I don't see him getting injured much, but um, that arm is mainly what they need from him. So I do see him being successful and fulfilling that contract and making 500 mil or close to it. And I also do think the Cam Newton move, like I was saying earlier, is definitely going to benefit the Patriots, and I think their offense will be more explosive this year. And like I said, with the Chiefs, they picked up, re-signed Chris Jones, which I think sure is up that D-line because he was definitely a big part of them winning that Super Bowl against the 49ers. Uh, Derek Henry, like I said, he's pretty much the Titans' offense all in all, so I feel like they had no choice but to sign him to a long-term deal. But all in all, there'll be a few more players that'll be picked up here and there. But um, very exciting to see how some of these moves turn out. I gave you guys my opinion on it. Uh, I wonder how you guys feel about it. Um, on the next episode, I will have more guests. Um, I had guests on the previous episodes. Had a good turnout for that. If anybody's wanting to be on the show, just reach out to me. You can follow me on Instagram at Directed by Sid. Or you can go find the podcast on Anchor and you can leave your messages there. Just want a lot of feedback added on to the show, how we can grow and what we can add and what you guys would like to hear from me. But thank you guys for tuning in to episode 14. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many 